<laughs> What's up, everybody? Happy New Year. It's so good to be with you in the year of our Lord, 2024. I mean, let's go. Uh, how many of you actually stay up till midnight on New Year's Eve? All right. How many of you are in bed by 10? Yeah. You're my people. I like to party. I like to, I, I'll, I'll party hard till about 8 p.m. Then I'm done. Hey, I want to uh, begin today by giving you kind of a word or a phrase that the Lord has placed on my heart for this year, okay? So let me, let me begin by reading this passage for you. It's out of Matthew 19, 16 through 23. It says this, just then a man came to Jesus and asked, teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Why do you ask me about what is good, Jesus replied. There's only one who is good. If you want to enter life, keep the commandments. Which ones, he inquired. Jesus replied, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony, honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself. All these I have kept, the young man said. What do I still lack? And Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. Then Jesus said to his disciples, truly I tell you, it's hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. So this passage, what this passage is all about, what it's all about, it's about going all in. Everybody say all in. Because look at what the message translation says. Same verse, different translation, Matthew 19. If you want to give it all you got, Jesus replied, go sell your possessions. What would your life look like this year if you decided you were going to give it all you got? you decided you were going to go all in? What about your marriage? If you just decided that this year you were going to go all in, divorce, separation wasn't even part of your vocabulary, you were going to give it all you got emotionally and physically, what would your marriage look like? What about your health? If you decided you were going to go all in, what about uh, with your faith, if you decided that, God, you have it all this year. I'm going to give it all I got. I'm going to be a generous giver, as Byron was talking about. I'm being your word on a daily basis. I'm going to find good community. I'm going to attend church on a regular basis. I'm going to give it all I've got. You see, for this man, specifically in this story, Jesus was telling him, you're holding back an area of your life. For him, that was his finances. And Jesus was challenging him, what if you gave it your all? And I just wonder if we were having the same conversation with Jesus and he was telling us about the areas that we were holding back in, where would God say, you need to give it your all? Because I think that, that we're never gonna live the life we envision in our head or the life that God created for you to live unless you give it all you got. And so I'm going to hold you to that this year. I'm going to ask you on a regular basis, you giving it your all? You doing it? Because that's when we start to see real change. So let me, let me uh, pray and then we'll get started. Heavenly Father, I just pray you help us give it all for your glory this year. 
We ask that this year you give us the desires of our heart and the discipline needed. Be with us today as we talk about your word and and, uh, the life you created us to live in. in. So we're starting a, a brand new series right now called For the Health of It. For the health of it. Uh, and we're breaking down what it means to be a healthy person. Everyone desires to be healthy, right? We all have that desire. Everyone wants to begin a new year with health on the brain. We're joining gyms. We're buying Pelotons. We're downloading apps. We're making a game plan of how this year we're finally going to get fit. And I personally love that. I love talking about New Year's resolutions. I talked about last week. I love fresh starts. I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to be physically healthy. In fact, this this series, we're going to take a Sunday to talk about our physical health. Uh, And so I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But listen to me just for a moment, and this might sound cheesy to you, but what if this year, instead of turning to the latest and greatest program, we turn to God's word to see what it meant to be healthy. We looked at what God had to say about being fit. So we're going to do that uh, over the next few weeks. We're going to talk about relational health and physical health and emotional health. But today I want to talk to you about your heart. We'll talk about the health of your heart. How's your heart? Turn to the person next to you and say, how's your heart? Y'all crack me up every time I do that, man. I just look miserable. (laughs) Can't believe you made me talk in church. See, this is crucial. Uh, Our heart is crucial. You've heard the stories. You have known the people. You've been to the funerals of the 40-something-year-old that looked good on the outside but dropped dead of a heart attack. You've been to the doctor when they've looked at you and said your cholesterol is high, your blood pressure is high, Uh, you feel like you're doing all of the right stuff, but we've got to look at the heart. We've got to watch the heart. See, we tend to ignore the things that are unseen, but it is the things that are unseen that make or break us, right? Just moved into a new house, and I'm doing a bunch of DIY projects, and I'm not a very handy person. Uh, I can usually get the job done, but I'm going to damage something along the way, right? So I'm going to hang the picture, but you pull that picture off, there's probably 30 holes back there of me trying to find a stud. And something that I've learned about myself is that if I damage something that others see, I'm quick to repair it, right? I put a hole in our entryway, I'm quick to repair it. I chip some paint in our kitchen, I'm quick to repair it. But if I damage something that is unseen, like I take some wood out of the framework in the attic or kick some insulation around, who cares? Who cares? No one's ever going to see it. But what God's Word says over and over and over again is that it is the unseen that holds the whole house up. It is the unseen that drives your life. That's what we should really be caring about. It's the foundation. It's the framework. It's the soil. It's the nuts and the bolts and the anchors. And it is your heart that really matters. 
And by the way, that's what God is looking at as well. God's not looking at your performance or your talent or your mistakes. He's looking at your heart. In the Old Testament, uh, God was anointing the next king of Israel, and it was David who was anointing. And so he sent Samuel to the house of Jesse, and he told Samuel that the next king was in the house of Jesse. And so he gets there, and he starts looking at all the boys that he had, and he looks at the biggest and the tallest and the strongest. His name was Eliab, and he said, surely this is the man that God has anointed. And God said to him in 1 Samuel 16, he said, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. It's your heart that really matters. But I know for us, sometimes that's not enough motivation, right? Like, unfortunately, sometimes because the Bible said so or because God said so is not enough motivation for us. So let me say it this way, okay? Uh, in a time of resolutions and change, lasting change has to begin with the heart. It doesn't matter if your resolutions are uh, financial or spiritual or relational or emotional or physical, whatever it is that you want to see different this year, you have to begin by asking God to change your motives, your convictions, your heart, or it will never be different. It can't just be about behavior. It has to start with the heart. It has to start with the heart. Start with the heart. That's why the wisest man, the Bible says the wisest man that ever lived, his name was King Solomon. He said this in Proverbs, Proverbs uh, 4, 23, he said, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Can we read that together as a church? We're going to read it twice, okay? Let's read it together. Here we go. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. One more time. Above all else, Guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. This is so simple, yet it's so profound. So like the tippity top of your list this year should be guard your heart. You might finally want to kick that addiction, but guard your heart. You might want to save that money, but guard your heart. You might want to stop eating junk food, but guard your heart. Why? Because everything you do flows from it. Everything you do on a daily basis and the habits you have created, it always starts with your heart. And I think personally, I think this is one of the greatest lessons we need to be teaching our kids and the next generation and our grandkids and our students is teaching them how to guard their heart because everything we do flows from it. I think it's one of the most valuable lessons we can pass down. I, I probably should have said this earlier, but when the Bible says your heart is talking about your thoughts, your passions, your desires, your appetite, your motives, it says above all else, Guard your heart. Why? Because everything you do flows 
from it. Now, this takes for me, this takes a daily recalibration. Okay, Psalms 119, 112 says, I have inclined my heart to perform your statutes forever to the end. I have inclined my heart. Now, if I was going to say this in like a Josiah translation, because that's kind of bible up there uh, and, and hard to understand. If I was going to say this in a different way, I'd say it this way. I set my heart on good things daily so that I can live a life pleasing to the Lord. I set my heart on good things daily so that I can leave, live a life pleasing to the Lord. Now, the only time you got to incline something is if it's declined. See, I have to incline my heart because the natural position that it is in is declined. Right? Like, like my neutral position is not a position of good thoughts and good motives and good desires. It's just not. Maybe you're better, better, you have more faith, you're a more pure person than I am. But my neutral position is a position of sin and self selfishness and anger and bitterness and pride. So every day I gotta wake up and I gotta make the intentional decision declaring in the name of Jesus, I'm gonna set my heart on good things. I'm gonna incline my heart. Why? So that I can live a life pleasing to the Lord. So here's the question. Here's, here's why we're here today. How do I guard my heart? How do I guard my heart? Uh, I love this. I, I think that there's a lot of ways we can guard our heart, but here's what's been the most effective for me in my life. Listen, I have to be careful what I allow in my soul. Input is just as important as output. I have to be careful what I allow in my soul. I have to be careful what I see, what I hear, what I'm a part of, what I watch, what I talk about. I don't think the eyes are the window to the soul. I think the eyes are the door to the heart. So I have to be careful what I allow into my heart, there's an, there's an old hymn that says, um, you've, you've heard it before, it says, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. There's a father up above looking down in tender love. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. And it goes on and it says, be careful, little ears, what you hear. Be careful, little hands, what you do. Be careful, little feet, where you go, because there's a father up above looking down in tender love. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. So here's how this plays out uh, practically for, for my life. Okay, and I, I'm, I'm going to give you some examples that apply to me, all right, uh, for me personally. Uh, one, I, I'm an alcoholic, so I'm prone to addiction. 
I spent years battling alcoholism. Do I think some of some do I think sometimes addiction is a chemical imbalance in the brain? Sure. But I don't spend my weekends hanging out at the liquor store. I just don't. It's not good for me. I don't hang out at the bars. There's there's nothing wrong with that. Some of you can have one or two without having 12. I'm not one of those people. So I got to I'm not it's not a legalistic deal. I'm guarding my heart. Uh, my wife and my oldest son both deal with a lot of anxiety. So we don't watch horror movies in our house. Why? Because it just inflicts more anxiety on them. Gets them to, a, to an edgy place that's not good for their soul. Nothing wrong with it. If you're, Some of you are into it. You're into the blood and the gore and the girl with her hair in her face and Emily Rose throwing herself against the wall. Have at it, man. Go, go for it. But for us, like we're, I'm not going to subject my family to something that they're already struggling with. So that's, that's us. This is a personal example. Uh, if you're dealing with insecurity as a wife and as a mom, stop following the influencer that makes you feel bad. If you're dealing with numbing out, like you, you have a hard time engaging with your family and with your kids after a long day, or get off TikTok. If you're struggling with pornography, Get off the internet. Go get yourself a flip phone. I promise you will live. Find a group of guys that keep you accountable. Don't even make it an option in your life. It's about guarding your heart. We're coming up on election season. We know how this goes. And if you can't watch the news without letting anger build up in you, then don't watch the news. Guard your heart. See, look at this verse. I, I mentioned when the Bible says your heart, a lot of times it's talking about your thought life. So look at what Paul says about guarding your heart. Second Corinthians 10, 5, it says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We demolish Every argument, everybody said we demolish. Every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. So anything that sets itself against the heart that God has given you through the new life and new creation that Christ has offered you, we demolish it. We, we demolish it. We, we, that's what we do. As believers in Christ and followers, we, we destroy it. I want that to be my position. Let the enemy come at me trying to sow seeds of bitterness and envy inside my soul and see what happens. I will demolish it. How? By taking every thought captive. Now, now this word captive is used to describe like a Roman guard uh, outside the city gates. And imagine with me, there's, there's a soldier there holding a spear and an unfamiliar face comes up to the, to the entrance. And what he does is he's going to put his spear against his throat 
and he's going to interrogate it, and he's going to ask it two questions. Ask the intruder two questions. These are great questions to ask yourself. Where did you come from, and where are you going? First question you need to ask yourself anytime something's about to enter your heart, an experience, any relationship, any conversation, any show, any song, any movie, where did you come from? Did this come from the Lord? Is this a good thing? Is this going to sow seeds of life? Here's a great filter, Philippians 4.8. It says, uh, think about such things, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent and praiseworthy, think about these things. That's a, that's a great filter. Is it true? Is it noble? Is it right? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it admirable? Is it excellent? Is it praiseworthy? If it's not, demolish it. Make it obedient to Christ. Here's another great question. Where are you going? Where is this going? Is this a conversation leading to discouragement or gossip? Is, is this relationship leading to death? Is this thought leading to fear? Is this show leading to more anxiety? If it is, then demolish it. Make it obedient to Christ. Think about what's true and what's lovely. Why? Guard your heart. Why? Because everything you do flows from it. Your heart becomes your habits, and your habits become your character, and your character becomes your identity. Listen, if you want to be a healthy person this year, and we're going to look at God's word as the standard of health, you have to have a healthy heart. Proverbs says, says this, it says, a peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. Peaceful heart. So on this Sunday, the first Sunday of the year, as you're kicking off your resolutions and your goals, like at the top of your list, should be guard your heart. Let me let me end with this. You know, there, there's a there's a reason. There's a kingdom reason the Lord wants you to be healthy. Just like there's a physical and relational reason I want to be healthy. I I, I want to be physically healthy for my family. Right, I, I want to be able to play with my kids without getting out of breath. I want to be able to throw them around and pick them up for as long as they'll let me pick them up for. I want to grow old, and I want, to, I want them to get married and have kids, and I want to play with my grandkids. I want, play, I want to play tag with my grandkids. My wife has already informed me that my life insurance policy is not near enough for me to drop dead. She told me she'll let me know when I get there. But I'm, I'm worth more alive than I am dead right now. I promise you that. Just like there's a physical and relational reason I'm trying to be healthy, like there's a spiritual reason that God wants you to be healthy. Because he's got a purpose for your life. He's got a job for you to do. He's got a plan for you. Part of that plan is to love 
other people with everything you got by serving them and being generous and being hospitable and being forgiving. You can, it's, it is hard to love other people when you are not healthy. And so like the challenge today is like, what would your life look like if you were a healthy person, not according to the world, but according to the word? How would that change your life? So let me pray for us. I want you guys to stand up with me. Everybody stand up. We're gonna sing one more song together. God, I thank you for sending your son to show us what perfect health looks like. We ask that you give us the courage to be all in, to leave it all behind for the sake of your glory. Lord, we receive the Holy Spirit this morning who we know gives us everything we need to do exactly what you have called us to do. I just pray that this is our healthiest year yet. In Jesus' name, amen.